Hi, everyone. I'm Anna Stockstad from University of Minnesota Extension. And I'm Dave Noli with the Minnesota Logger Education Program. In today's podcast episode, we'll be discussing the biomass harvesting guidelines. And our guest today is Dick Rossman, who was involved in the guideline monitoring program, and he was instrumental in the development of the biomass guidelines. So, Dick, thank you so much for joining us today. Glad to be here, Anna. Dick, welcome back. I've uh, I've learned a little bit in this process that biomass harvesting is a whole lot different than a more conventional, traditional harvest. Because I'm guessing because you know you take a lot more out of the wood from the site. And there's probably some situations where biomass harvesting would not be appropriate. Uh, places where we should avoid removing all that extra biomass uh, above a normal amount. Uh, when or where? Or how do we know that? Well, great question, Dave. Um, generally, biomass harvesting can occur on most sites in Minnesota without any negative impacts to habitat or long-term productivity. But, but there are a few situations where the guidelines recommend that uh, biomass harvesting be avoided, and that's primarily due to soil nutrient budgets and concerns. So just to backtrack a little, when we re remove biomass from the site, we remove nutrients. Um, they're tied up in the tree and the leaves and the bark. And they, they tend these nutrients tend to be more heavily concentrated in the bark and the small branches of the tree. Um, this is particularly true uh, with aspen and other hardwoods and with calcium uh, in, those, in those tree species. So for most trees, for, for most sites, uh, this is not a big issue. They have plenty of nutrient reserves and, and at the current rotation ages, it, it's fine. Uh, however, for, for two particular situations, the, guide recommend, the guidelines recommend uh, avoiding harvest, uh, biomass harvest. So those are uh, deep organic soils, greater than 24 inches deep, typically very acidic. Uh, these are sites where you might find uh, poorly growing black spruce, the black spruce bog, for example. Um, uh, the other situation is shallow soils, and we're talking less than eight inches deep over bedrock. So, so not much soil there to hold a large nutrient uh, load. So in these situations, the guidelines recommend we avoid biomass harvesting. Um, and that's primarily due to lower nutrient reserves uh, than the typical forest soil in Minnesota. So long-term productivity is the concern there. Uh, in addition, uh, there's some specific site conditions. Um, they also recommend avoiding biomass harvesting sensitive locations or sites. Uh, this would be like RMZs, uh, filter strips, and particularly dry wash filter strips, uh, leaf tree clumps, uh, as well as sensitive plant communities uh, because of the potential impacts to habitat, forest floor, and soils in those areas that are, that are already protected. So pretty much the key takeaways there that people, folks want to avoid harvesting around sensitive areas, so especially those low nutrient sites like peat bogs and shallow soils and on RMZs and filter strips, because we want that biomass retained to help prevent erosion next to water bodies. So during a biomass harvest though, not all of the biomass is removed from a site. So what specifically needs to be retained on the site? Well, uh, good point. The, the guidelines do recommend some retention of biomass on sites rather than a total removal of all biomass. Again, this is primarily due to habitats and soil nutrients. 
So generally the guidelines recommend about one third of the biomass or slash be retained on the sites. And this is, this is a general recommendation. It can be accomplished in a variety of ways. It changes depending on the species, the site, or the operation and equipment mix on the site. So you might, one operation might intentionally retain 20% of the tops or haul 20% of the tops back and then assume another 10 to 15% through accidental breakage on the site. Uh, another operation might get a huge amount of accidental breakage. The goal is generally a third retention. Um, the only other part of that uh, to mention is that, that you wouldn't want to pile all that retention in one location or right around the landing. You want to scatter it generally across the site. Uh, and then another couple specific items is that the guidelines also recommend retaining stumps and root systems, which we don't look at harvesting as biomass here, but they are done in some European countries, uh, as well as retaining uh, all your snags and your pre-existing coarse woody debris, just like any other operation would. And that's, that's about it. So say I'm a private landowner uh, and I've had a harvest and it's been a biomass harvest, but there's still a bunch of slash all over. And that's really not what I thought I was signing up for. Uh, it's not pretty to look at. Um, why did those guys leave that behind? The tops, the limbs, you know, good grief. Well, yep. Uh, slash uh, and debris left on a site can be considered pretty unsightly. Um, but remember, in nature, little is wasted and everything serves a purpose. Um, we've talked a lot about soil nutrients and habitat, which is important for long term long-term productivity of the forest. And, and that's one of the reasons we retain some slash out there. Um, in addition, uh, we retain that slash for habitat uh, for a, a number of small mammals, insects, uh, arachnids or spiders, um, as well as fungi and other plants uh, out on the site, which are an important component to that wildlife in our forests. We need to protect that and retain it for those species. And uh, what that slash does is it provides food, it provides shelter as far as protecting from desiccating winds, provides shade. Uh, those things are particularly important right after a timber harvest. So we, we do have retention for those purposes as well. So yeah, it's really important to remember that that slash, even though it might be unsightly <laughs> to a private landowner, there's, it provides a lot of benefits. Um, and so thanks, Dick, for giving us a really good overview of the biomass harvesting guidelines. I think we learned a lot in our eight minutes together. We learned where biomass harvesting shouldn't occur. And we also learned how much to retain on a site and why retaining biomass is important. So I just want to say thank you again, Dick, for joining us today. It's been great having you on again on the podcast. And to our listeners, um, stay tuned for the next episode, which will be focused on sale closure. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you.